Thanks for joining us in our journey of talking with God. Our goal is to encourage people to pray more often and to shed the stigma that talking with God is complicated or has some special formula. There is no special sauce. God, our Father, is there to listen to us in all seasons. Whether you're in a happy mood or maybe you're facing some struggles and find yourself angry at the world or even God himself, he is still there. Each week we bring you a single prayer from a single person. They can choose to remain anonymous or provide their identity. That part is not important. What is important, however, is their prayer. We all pray differently, and our goal each episode is to show you how this one person prays to God. We hope you enjoy your time here with us. If you do enjoy the content, then please subscribe to our podcast for future episodes. Thank you for joining me again here on Talking With God. I just wanted to express my gratitude that you are choosing this time today, right now, to spend with me. We just crossed the 100 listeners mark, and I am in awe to see that. You know, I'm always trying to improve the quality of this podcast, and today is no exception. So if things sound a little different, it's because I was given some education and audio mixing by a co-worker who listens to this. His name is John Lewis, and John, thank you, thank you, thank you for the things that uh, you have educated me on. But I also wanted to let you know about what he does. Not only uh, does he work at the same company that I work with, but he's worship leader at a church, and he's also an artist on his own. So if you will, swing by his website and check him out for me. Just go to johnlewismusic.com. I'll also include the link in the description of this episode so that you can go there and you can visit him on Twitter or Facebook. He's got some additional social links on his website. So check him out. Something that was heavy on my mind and heart after the last episode is marriage. Not that I have a terrible marriage, because that would be silly, right? God has put my wife Bethany in my life. So I would be saying that, that God was wrong. What was on my mind was, how can I pray more effectively for my spouse? I pray for her. I absolutely do. She's she's the first person I pray for every day. But typically it was, you know, something generic like, thank you for my wife. I pray that she's close to you, that she has a great day, that her coworkers aren't jerks, yada, yada, yada. But then I got to thinking, I have a prayer journal that has specific prayers for people. Why am I not doing that with her? Why am I not doing that for her? And immediately I was convicted because what I thought was such a great thing, I now viewed that as a disservice to her instead. She is my person. God appointed her to be my mate, to walk with me through life. So to not pray for her needs specifically suddenly became a crime in both the heart and the spirit. Now, don't get me wrong. Look, I've been married for three years this coming October 15th, so I'm far from some expert. But I do have to be frank. Marriage, it's hard. And we make it that way, right? A lot of times because we're naturally self-centered. And the enemy leans into that and he's constantly assaulting your marriage. Those bonds are under spiritual warfare 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days out of the year. And I don't tell you that to make you feel that marriage is something that's not fit for you or the marriage you're in is doomed or that just marriage in general is cursed. It's not. I tell you that so that you are aware 
of the type of warfare that you're going to be under, and you can prepare yourself for weathering that. To become a better husband, I spent some time trying to understand how I can improve not only my relationship with God, but how can I use that to elevate the relationship with my wife to a level Christ would be pleased with. You know, that's important to me. And if you're married, it should be important to you. Because if you are a spouse or you're going to be someone's spouse soon, consider where marriage began and then consider what Jesus exemplified as a husband on this earth. God created the initial covenant of marriage with Adam and Eve, and it was perfect at its inception. But they fell victim to Satan's subterfuge. He leaned into their self-centeredness and convinced them that they should be able to have the fruit from the tree of good and evil. And so they did, and then sin entered the world. He ruined marriage as God intended it. In Ephesians chapter 5, verses 21 through 33, Paul instructs us very clearly on what God expects of us in marriage. And we're going to actually focus on one part that was actually a quote from Genesis chapter 2, verse 24. It's essentially that a man will leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife, and they will become one flesh. So if we're to be one flesh, that means that when we pray for our spouses, we're also, in essence, praying for ourselves. Husbands, I'm going to address you specifically here because that is where I relate the easiest. But consider this. We are called to love like Christ loved the church. He gave everything for the church. And that means that you must give all you have and give all you are to your wife. There's no 75% and that'll do her good. It's a hundred or nothing. And furthermore, we actually share in our wives' suffering, don't we? And if you don't view that as truth, please consider the fact that her dreams and hopes should also be your dreams and hopes. Her disappointment and failures should also be your disappointment and failures because you are one flesh. You know, our duties don't stop there either. We are the spiritual leaders of our homes, and that means that we are called to provide sanctifying love to her and our family. It's our duty to help lead her and our children closer to God. God has uniquely positioned us to encourage her to step out in faith in ways that no human alive on this planet is capable of doing for her today. So if we are one flesh and we share the highs and lows, then we also share the walk of sanctification. We should nourish and cherish that one flesh that Paul describes in verses 28 through 30. So now that I've rightfully beat up on the men who may listen to this, don't worry, fellas. I'm in the same position you are. I'm not on a soapbox here. I'm I'm opening up my heart for examination as well. Because there isn't one part of my life where I have like all my ducks in a row. I am trying. I'm trying. And in that journey, I am also wanting to help others along the way. So how can we pray for our spouses that is specifically tailored to them? After all, God tailored them to us and provided us with a covenant to love them and serve them under. So I thought about that. The first way that we can do this is to actually just spend time talking to them. Now, I get it. You think, you know, you already do that, right? Well, some of you may already be ahead of the game on this, but uh, for those of us that aren't, When was the last time that you sat down with your spouse and said, 
how can I pray for you? What's going on in your life that you're struggling with that we haven't talked about? You can pick things up, you know, they need for prayer throughout your daily conversations with them, but that's usually just like surface stuff. There are things that are affecting them in that moment, and they may call or text you to vent about those things, and so you know those things. And knowing those things to pray about is fine, but what if there was something that was there, some other thing that was working its way through their heart that they haven't told you about? That omission whether it's intentional or not, stands in the way of the marriage God designed to be one flesh. So if you haven't spoken on a marital level with your spouse for some time, and instead you've spent you know, years just trying to survive marriage, don't expect a boatload of things when you first start that kind of exercise out. To me, marriages should have no secrets. But when you aren't intentionally seeking out ways to improve it, secrets do happen hearts become hardened both romantically and spiritually and trust it suffers so the best thing you can do is to keep trying and just keep praying until movement happens if the first time asking about things that your spouse needs seems unfruitful then turn your prayer to god and ask them to soften their heart and be receptive to conviction and the love you're trying to give them Sometimes that can seem like a really frustrating exercise, but if you're not committed to improving your marriage, it will fail. And you really, you won't get to see all the cool stuff that God can do in a struggling marriage because he can do things that you don't even think of. And you have to be patient and you have to be dedicated. Another way we can pray for our spouses is to pray with them and not apart from them. And, you know, there's a lot of excuses that we like to make up, like my schedule doesn't work or the kids are too noisy or, you know, all that. It's nonsense. And you know it. And you should recognize that immediately. You have God's second greatest gift, your spouse, and you aren't cultivating it. So you have to make the time, even if it's only five minutes, schedule it. Tell the kids, bug off for five minutes. And give them consequences for that interruption. I firmly believe that when it comes to the Christian household, if you are not putting the order of God, spouse, and then children in that order, your marriage will absolutely suffer. Your children will suffer because that marriage is suffering, because you're not prioritizing it correctly. So what you can do is keep it short, keep it simple, and make sure that it's supportive. You're not here to judge them or to be judged. You're here as one flesh seeking to adore God, confess to him your mutual shortcomings, thank him for the grace that he supplies, and then seek out supplication through your requests of him. Even if you feel that you need to write out your prayers and that seems awkward, What you're doing is you're still acting on your desire to cement the bond with your spouse. And I'm telling you now, that is far more important than trying to pray pretty. There's a lot of times where people have great ideas or they think of great things, but they never actually have success because they don't act upon them. 
when I first started this podcast, it was kind of like, this is a great idea. I'll sketch out some things and then start doing it. If I didn't do that, then this wouldn't be here today because I'd still be thinking about different topics. It doesn't work that way. To see movement, you have to act. But praying for your spouse is a mindfully intentional way to serve them. I'll say that again. Praying for your spouse is a mindfully intentional way of serving them. And honestly, when you're looking at how I can, how can I lead, how can I pray for my spouse, how can I help them, it all comes down to being mindful, which means you're observing the things that they need. You're inquiring about the things that you need. You're showing love. You're showing concern for the things that they need. And then you intentionally act upon that after you've received that feedback from them. To be honest, that is a process that I'm currently working through because I want to improve my marriage. So again, I think that it's really important to share the honesty of that. But I can tell you that this is going to be something that I will be doing in my prayer journal. I'm going to write out the things and I'm going to pray for what she needs. And that list will always begin out of the conversations that I have with her. For me, the idea that my spouse is in my corner praying over me daily is just exhilarating. You think about it. They know your needs the best. And they're diligently praying to the one being who can bring all of those needs to resolution. Talk about a confidence boost, right? We need to be willing to step out and pray for our spouses, whether they think they need it or not. It requires us to be vulnerable and to be intentional. It's only through those measures that we can love one another and honor the covenant of marriage as God designed it. Will you pray with me? Father, you have given us so many amazing gifts. You've breathed life into us. You've created a companion for us to walk through life with. And when we turned our back on you, you pursued us still and gave your son as an offering so that we might reconcile with you. I pray that the example your son gave us for marriage is one that lays heavy on our hearts and helps us focus on areas that we need help in. He gave everything, and our calling as Christians is to do the same. As husbands, we should be loving sacrificially. Allow the call to deny our self-centeredness and take up our cross, to dig into us and convict us to be better workers and keepers of the marriage you have given us. Help us be like Christ so that our love is one of mercy and forgiveness, one that's full of compassion and selflessness. As wives, we should be the support and helper that you have designed us to be. Help us encourage our husbands and be a witness of the grace that you've given us, especially when we see them struggle. Allow us to be kind and forgiving and encouraging them to try again instead of berating and tearing one another down. Convict both halves to come together and seek your grace and union so that their flesh is one as you designed it so that they can receive your blessing through their spiritual sweat equity. Allow our prayers from one another to be love-filled and to seek ways to elevate them for you. Put it in our hearts to do this daily without fail so that we can express gratitude for one another. 
marriage is a uniquely designed covenant that you've given us. Allow us to be mindful of that, intentional on improving that, and to always remember that Christ is the example by which we need to march. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your example. And thank you for the love that you shower us with. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you again for taking time out of your day to spend with us. Can I ask a small favor? Okay, well, maybe it's a couple, but they are really important. First, can you subscribe to us? Second, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, can you give us a rating and let us know how we're doing? That helps our podcast get discovered. And if I'm honest, it makes us feel good too. Even if it's just a one star out of five, it's crucial feedback so that we can improve. One last thing, can you share this with your family or friends? We're on all major podcast platforms, and even if it's just two people, maybe your whole Facebook or Twitter, whatever you're comfortable with, we're happy to have that. It would mean the world to us, because every little bit helps us get discovered and allows us to share God's message to the world. We hope that by sharing this prayer with you, that you are encouraged to pray more often and more comfortably. And most importantly, your relationship with God grows in talking with Him. If you'd like to share a prayer, check out the link below and contact us. We love you and hope that you visit us again next week.